if you are a wine lover like myself and you got to have it for your bachelor viewing parties, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I found the personalized, the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, you get to try new wines and I'm guaranteed to enjoy them because they got to know my unique preferences. I answered a few questions on their website, this quiz about the flavors you like, how often you drink wine, Monday nights, if you prefer red, white, or rosé. And based on these, it gives you this amazing selection of wines tailored just for you. And when you rate those wines, it gets even more tailored, a la, you know, uh, Netflix. Just play into the algorithm. My algorithm got me both rosé and white wine, Mm. my favorites, and they were so delicious, and I've gotten to enjoy them with many of my, my friends. Look, being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has perks. As a member, you get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. So if you want a wine pairing advice or you want to talk about the wines in your box, you can always talk to one of their experts. Plus, you get member-exclusive pricing What's in the box? on every order. Join the club today and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash roses to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash roses. Tryfirstleaf.com slash roses. Creams and serums are made of 70% water, 15% preservatives and emulsifiers, leaving only around 15% for the active ingredients that your skin needs. But luckily now, there's fiber skincare. 15 years ago, the scientists behind fiber skincare started working on nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. You know, I I saw that in um, Three Body Problem. Mm. One year ago, they patented a way of wrapping the nanofiber around oil or liquid-based ingredients. This means they can deliver five times the active ingredients compared to creams or serums as there is no need for water, preservatives, or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is plant-based, anti-wrinkle. It's a set of patches that you use over a series of seven days. You just put these on whenever you would apply your serums, and your skin is going to feel tighter in 10 seconds. And over the seven-day program, it has been clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by, get this, 19.4%, a very precise percentage. In fact, Mm. they have a tighter skin guarantee. If your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they're going to give you your money back, no questions asked. You get the tighter skin guarantee with this seven-day routine. Tighter skin or your money back. Get a 15% discount code by using the discount code GAME. That's fiber skincare. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Well, unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, Canopy is dermatologist recommended. This unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free, installation's a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement. Go to canopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, Gore listeners can use our code ROSES at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. It's the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. This is the Game of Roses. Welcome to Game of Roses. This is Pace Case. This is Bachelor Clues, and it's Tuesday, which is traditionally our recap day. But in this golden era, where Golden Bachelor and BIP Season 9 are airing on Thursday nights, this week in Bachelor Nation now airs on Tuesday. I'll never get used to it, and I can't wait to get back Mm -hmm. to the way things normally are. But are you saying you're unhappy we can't call it women right now? That's what I'm feeling. 
I mean, we still do call it Twibbon. I just like the weekend episode to be, to air at the week's end. You know what I'm saying? But isn't it also this? It's still this week. Yeah. I mean, I guess technically it's true. I don't know. Are you saying the week has to start on Sundays? No. I Look, we, time is an arbitrary measurement. The way we've chosen as human beings to allocate our seven-day weeks and months and blah, blah, but blah. But we can't call it Twibbon because the week starts on Sundays. I'm just saying I like when our... our uh, new show comes out on Fridays to recap all the events of the arbitrary Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday cycle, whatever you want to call that. Mm-hmm. You have a beautiful mind. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> all right. Well, speaking of beautiful mind, our beautiful minds here have been thinking about the holidays. And of course, this is the best time of year. Woo! Other than Gore Girl Summer, of course, we're talking about Pitmas. It's coming up. And we have some scheduling announcements as well as some uh, special Merch announcements here for you. December 22nd, mark your calendars if you're in the pit, at 4 p.m. PST, we are going to be live streaming our parasocial play of the year. We go back through all the plays of the week that we have done. Make a March Madness style bracket for them, discuss them, and the pit votes. Whoever's in that live stream gets to vote on which uh, parasocial plays move to the next round of the the bracket and we crown a parasocial play of the year so again december 22nd 4 p.m pst it's going to be on youtube we'll have links to it all over our social media dark seeker is instrumental in helping us get together all of that and she's kind of running that show lizzie and i just come into it she presents us with the bracket and uh you guys take it from there we discuss and vote i feel like it's also it's very fun going to be more exciting this year because there's not a clear winner i feel like last year there was a clear parasocial play of the year yeah well, so far, I mean, look, there's a little bit of a year left. So if you're a player out there uh, getting ready for some of your parasocial plays, still time to get into this bracket, of course. In addition to that, we have to tell you that somehow mysteriously, the dark energies of Dark Lord Palmer have put the 2022 Gornament back in our Etsy store. This is a Christmas mm-hmm. tree shaped Gornament with Dark Lord Palmer's haunting red glowing eyes. We did not. Enter it to the Etsy. DLP has broken in yeah. or something. Somehow. That's, some dark energies. We don't know. Or him producing tears about Roberta on the Women Tell All manifested this. We don't know, but it's available. If you didn't pick one up last year, that is there now, as well as the 2023 Gornament. That's there as well. Uh, and you can get $10 off anything in the Etsy store, including both of those Gornaments, right now until December 15th. If you're on our Patreon, there is a code on our Patreon. You can use it in that Etsy store again for $10 off anything in it. Don't listen to any of the numbers and stats we've given before. It's $10, not percent. <laughs> yeah, $10 off. This is accurate. What we're saying now is real and accurate. You get $10 off anything in the Etsy store, which means if you have never signed up for Patreon, you're thinking about doing it, you sign up, you get that code, you buy something in the Etsy store. That $10 off essentially has paid for your first month of Patreon. So you can check that out now. There's This is the best time probably to do it uh, that we've ever had. Mm-hmm. Patreon.com slash Game of Roses. We also have coming up at, for the holidays around Christmas, we're going to be taking a little bit of time off, but we're still going to be airing some episodes. And those episodes are going to be questions that you send in for Pace Case and I. So to do this, if you want to send in one of your questions, record a one minute or shorter audio file of you asking your question to us, whatever you want it to be, and send it to askgameofroses at gmail.com. And we're going to go through all these. We're going to select the best ones. And those are going to be our holiday episodes. We're answering all of your questions about literally anything. Doesn't have to be bachelor related necessarily, although Mm -hmm. we like that. It could be about us. It could be about anything. Literally aliens. I don't care. I'm down. I'll answer any question. They're real. <laughs> that's Clues' answer. <laughs> well, I mean, that's obvious at this point. <laughs> okay. Thank you very much. I am so excited for Pitmas, especially the Parasocial Play of the Year Award, a.k.a. the potty. Yeah. And uh, yeah, send us those questions for our mailbag episode. All right. Episodes. Well, that is it. That's all of our business up top. Let's get into this week in Bachelor Nation. We start today's program as we start all of our this week's in Bachelor Nation. This is Game Game of Roses. Roses. 
State of the Game. All right. State of the Game is this. Uh, Golden Bachelor, we predicted it was going to be a massive success. I don't think even in our prediction we were able to fully encapsulate the amount of success it has generated, the amount of interest it has generated in the Bachelor franchise. And now that we are nearing the the end of Golden Bachelor, which is uh, is sad to me, you know, it's like when you're I know you're scraping the bottom of the bowl of your morning oatmeal and you see the last blueberry in it, and you're like, well, these blueberries yeah. were great, but this is the last one. That's about to happen. Or mint chocolate chip ice cream. Sure. It's your last chocolate chip in it. Yeah. Or popcorn, last handful. It's so <laughs> salty. Right. Whatever, however you want to liken the last of something to a food item, you choose to do that on your own time. But where we are now <laughs> is the Golden Bachelor is coming to a close. And with that, is a lot of conjecture about what is next for the golden variety of our favorite franchise. Uh, golden Bachelorette seems to be what everyone has on their minds. And in fact, there's a lot of articles now going around about who is going to be the Golden Bachelorette. So we thought we would just kind of go through this uh, right now and discuss who it is. Now, mm -hmm. there's also a strange programming thing that goes with this because Golden Bachelor is airing concurrently with Bachelor in Paradise. So the timing of when will even Golden Bachelorette air, is it going to, are they going to try to like mm -hmm. rush this? Does it replace Paradise? Or does it come out like it, between Bachelor and Bachelorette? Does it come out a year from now? I don't think it's going to come out a year from now. I think they are going to rush this as quickly as possible because this show, mm -hmm. Golden Bachelor, did better than all of the other formats it did better ratings wise yeah. than bachelor bachelorette or be obviously better than bip although we do have some interesting news about their ratings this week very surprising and uh very good for bip but um i don't know when it's gonna air my favorite quote in this that i saw by the way was kathy she told e-news let me just say this to you so you don't have to ask it again with everyone that comes up everyone would want to be the golden bachelorette absolutely that's a zip it not only is it a zip it, it is a breath of fresh air with the acknowledgement that, of course, everyone would want this. I hate when yes. I hear people ask that, like, would you want to be the Bachelor or Bachelorette? Of course. Of course. All of the reasons that they came on Golden Bachelor yes. plus more is why they would all want to be Golden Bachelorette. So let's just go through some of these players, okay? And, mm -hmm. and talk about how likely it is that this is going to be your Golden Bachelorette. First up on the yeah. list, Faith Martin. She was the knocked out in mm. third place. Statistically speaking, that means she has the greatest chance to be the crown. Statistically speaking, that doesn't mean she's going to be. For The Bachelor. Uh, yes. We don't have any golden statistics yet. Only one season. Exactly. Uh, but going off the... It still is the same people who are selecting who this will be. This is a network decision. This is a studio mm -hmm. decision. Yes, your your producers on the show have some input, but Mike Fleiss is gone. He was the one who had basically the strongest voice from the creative side in selecting your leads prior to this. That voice is gone. So I'm not sure exactly who's going to be making this call. I would guess the heaviest voice in the room is probably going to be your Rob Mills. Gary. Yeah, Gary gets to decide. <laughs> Listen, they're all beautiful. I can't make the decision, so I'm going to flip a coin. Heads, it's Faith uh, Martin. Tails. Penelope Cruz. Yeah, Tails, it's Penelope <laughs> Cruz. Oh, my God. Now, Faith has some interesting details about her. Of course, she was third place finisher. Mm -hmm. High level finisher. We got to see her hot seat. They really gave her a great victim edit. We got to see all the tear play. She's kind of like bumpkin free spirit. Yes. She's drinking out of hoses. She's flying by the seat of her pants. Swimming in a horse trough, she said. Horse girl, yes. Yeah. Now that is a very specific flavor for a bachelorette. Yeah, hardcore PTCs. Well, everybody has that. Don't you think, I mean... There are yeah. some that are harder core. You want to talk about a hardcore PTC? Are you watching the current season of, of 90 Day? I'm watching The Other Way. Is that the one with... God. Where the guy is always on video calls with his fiance. They stream 24-7. <laughs> no, I think this is the regular 90-day. 
there's a trans woman on this show whose PTCs I have never heard anything like. Uh, drug addict, had to go into sex work to support her life. It was unbelievable, Shit. the PTC play. And it the guy that she's with in Moldova, it won his friends over instantaneously. They were all just like, oh my God, what an incredible life. You, I can't believe that you pulled yourself up from this and all this shit. And it was just like, it was like a Zach Clark style PTC. At any rate, I'm sorry. I'm diverting into another, another game. But uh, with Faith Martin here, I think personally that I think it's going to be detrimental. I don't think that ABC wants their first Golden Bachelor to be that specific of a kind of like, she lives on a horse farm and is swimming in the horse troughs and shit. Type. Yes. They want it to be more generic. I also think the location thing was a bad play for her crown contention because it's setting up a Chris Souls type season where everybody knows they have to move to where Faith lives. Yes, I agree. If they don't already live there. I agree. So let's move on. Ellen Goltzer. Now, mm-hmm. obviously everybody loved her. Gary even seemingly loved her. She made it to hometowns, had a great hometown. I mean, they all did. Um, or no, sorry, he eliminated her right before hometowns. Uh, I don't know about her. She's 71, so a similar age to what mm-hmm. Gary is. Pickleball season. Look, I have my selection. She's a pickleball pro. Very strong PTC. Very strong PTC, but like the pickleball thing, she was a, a huge pickleball enthusiast, which I think actually helped her in this season of Golden Bachelor. So was Gary. I don't think they want to do another pickleball season. Mm, you think they want to shift to what? Bocce? Yeah. <laughs> I think they want to shift to bocce or bingo. So I don't know what they, they don't bingo. think they want to shift to another game. Look, Ellen can do a bingo season, Clues. Yeah. I don't think I don't think it's necessarily She can do it all. I just like some of the plays she had this season, I felt like I would be personally devastated if she's not the Golden Bachelorette. Yeah. I think it was the part about her opening up mm-hmm. and saying like she didn't think it was possible for her to like have these feelings anymore. Like yeah. She just did it in a very genuine way. And, uh, you know, if Fleiss were picking, he's picking a blonde. I know, but I don't think it's her. I think who Fleiss would have picked, and I think who Rob Mills is going to pick, I think who everyone is going to pick that is in the the position to make this decision is Joan Vassos. Joan Vassos was on a rocket ship to the final rows, other than not looking like Penelope Cruz. Um, other than that, I think she was going to be in final two. I think that was going to be certain. And then she had this early self-elimination that was due to her uh, daughter recently having had a kid and having postpartum depression that she had to leave and go tend to. This family thing. that mm-hmm. had, It was this big emotional moment. We all remember it. Gary was sitting on the bench with her. I understand. I really do. It's the family thing. I get it. You know why I think they're picking her? Yeah. Why is that? She got the first hot seat at Women Tell All. Yeah. Well, I don't know if that necessarily means that they would pick her or not, but it feels like it's definitely I mean, it's testing them all out. Yeah. Giving them the hot seats for sure. Those are their auditions. But I think the narrative of her time was cut short by a circumstance out of her control is a big one. Mm -hmm. I think the fact that it was familial is a big one because now we're going to get to see that daughter and that Mm. little baby. I think that's a big one. Super for TRR. She's got the tone in my opinion of like a trista sutter and i think they're looking for who is our golden trista i think it's her Mm, golden trista you know she is also the only player on our list who has made parasocial plays that have gotten millions of views yep i don't think that's an accident i think that she's extremely charismatic i agree um she's won our parasocial play of the week a couple times i think um I we've seen this narrative before. I'm thinking about Ali Fedotowski, which she had to leave because of her job. Mm-hmm. But I think this is like a more for TRR yeah. version of that sabbatical. I agree. Um, and yeah, it can be like, I'm a mom, but also mm-hmm. whatever. We've also gotten this mix. Uh, Sandra Mason, who, you know, is, I think, I don't know what she's most known for. Either her her meditation of the deep breath 
followed by fuck it mm-hmm. and her kind of blue comedy or if she's known for that uh diving shot she made in the pickleball game <laughs> i'm not sure exactly yes. which one but she's a she's almost like i hate to say it too funny i don't think they're going to select somebody who is like that funny for their first bachelorette first golden bachelorette mm. i think they're looking for like a prestige like a trista sutter you know what i mean like you don't you can't have a caitlin bristow as your first bachelorette and i think sandra is more of that i do think she she didn't get a hot seat. She could have gotten one yeah. about missing her daughter's wedding. So I don't feel like they are trying to push mm-hmm. Sandra. Um, I do think they did technically go to her first in this Women Tell All for the like, fuck it, deep breath thing mm-hmm. before they did the opener to Susan about uh, what was it like stepping out of the limo kind of thing. I, I do think there's like ways for parasocial plays right now to tip this one way or the other. Interesting. Maybe. I mean, the decision is being made now. You know what I mean? This, like, they're not going to announce that they've had it ordered until they know who the Bachelorette is. This decision is literally being made, I would guess, in the course of this week or maybe next, but not anything after. Maybe, well, I mean, I don't know. Maybe they'll wait until the finale. But I, I don't imagine that because they probably want to be shooting this and like scheduling this immediately. They want to announce it when we still care and when you still yeah. have all these viewers tuning in. Yep, I agree. Um, we've got Kathy Swartz, obviously famous for her zip it and the Askin, uh, the formation of the mm-hmm. Askin crew. I think, again, she's another one who's great, too funny to be the first Golden Bachelorette. In my opinion, yeah, I feel like sh- she has more of a, a colorful narrator yeah. edit. Susan Knowles, I think, is the same thing. And honestly, like, I don't know if that's a good thing. I think it's probably a mistake. I think, like, a Sandra, a Kathy, uh, a Susan would be, I mean, I'd love to see that season. Susan, like, I literally don't think they will pick Susan because she has a pixie cut. And we've just literally never had a bachelorette with a with that hairstyle. Yeah. But she's pop. I mean, we'll get to it, but she has popped. Like yeah. she is charismatic. And talk about numbers. Her latest real TikTok got a lot of views. Mm. We'll get to it in parasocial plays. Yeah. We also have uh Natasha who has had some funny lines all throughout. I I feel like, again, I, f- I just feel like these players who have established themselves as funny, April Kirkwood is another one. I just don't think they're going to go that direction for a first Bachelorette. I don't think that's right. I would love to see any of those seasons, but I don't think the network will do that. I Again, I think they want to repeat a Trista Sutter. Gary's like a good example of it. I think they want to repeat Gary. Yeah, Gary's funny, but like in a kind of lovable like dad joke way corny yeah corny what <laughs> corny oh i thought you said in a horny way i was like jesus uh i mean that too yeah and then we also have of course our two finalists here leslie fema and uh Teresa nist either one of whom whoever gets dejected could be the golden bachelor if the villain edit or the victim edit sorry is is big enough I could see, I mean, FEMA to me is the closest to Caitlin Bristow of the whole player pool. So if they wanted to go that direction, I could absolutely see it. And she could carry the season. Oh my God, the tear play. I think she's getting the ring though. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. But that wraps up our state of the game. That's where we're at. All these these prospective players, it looks like Golden Bachelorette's going to happen. We don't know when it's going to be officially announced. I don't think it can be Teresa because she kind of got a villain at it. We obviously will be breaking the news as soon as we know if it gets announced and who it's going to be and all that stuff. But all these players right now are in contention for this. And these conversations are happening at the highest levels of ABC and Warner Brothers uh, to you know figure out who mm-hmm. it's going to be. So with that said, Let's move on to our next segment. This is This Week in Games. Golden Bachelor turned in another solid performance this week with a 0.5 in the demo and 4.8 million viewers, which was the highest raw viewer total of the season. That's the Women Tell All got the highest raw viewer number. I don't think we've ever seen that in a season of Bachelor Bachelorette. That is insanity. Yes, I agree. Oh my Gary. However, it was not 
enough to hold on to first place against the finale of Big Brother Season 25, which had a 0.7 in the demo with 3.31 million raw viewers. So Bachelor did, Golden Bachelor did beat the raw mm, viewers. Fewer raw. But uh, did not beat the demo number. And Golden did beat out a new episode of Hell's Kitchen on Fox. Golden is raw as hell. <laughs> the Hell's Kitchen episode got a 0.4 in the demo, 2.4 million viewers, as well as uh, Law and Order over on NBC with a 0.2 and a 2.5 million viewer number. And BIP, Bachelor in Paradise, gained some momentum this week, tying a new episode of Lego Masters on Fox for first place with a 0.4 in the demo and 2.63 million raw viewers, beating a new episode of Transplant on NBC with a 0.2 in the demo and 2 million raw viewers, and a brand new episode of Children Ruin Everything on the CW with a 0.0 in the demo and 150,000 viewers. That's how you get those half-hour commercials. I just, I don't get it. I'm watching F-Boy on CW, which is fantastic, by the way. Uh, you can join me doing that in Clues Corners. I'm watching you watch F-Boy. It's such a good fucking show. <laughs> and I owe an episode. I'm going to try and do that maybe later tonight. But um, it's such a good show. I just look at CW and I look at that model and I'm like, how are they still in operation? I don't get it. But yet they are. Um, let's move on now to Crown Gains. Golden God Gary Turner gained 9.2 Instagram followers this week for a total of 82.3K. Is he going to do it? Bumping. Is he going to cross 100K? Is he going to cross 100? I think so. I think he is too. I think so. I hope so. Let's go, Golden God Gary. Game of Roses is sponsored by BetterHelp. Clues. Uh, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And if you keep them all bottled up, it can affect you negatively. Therapy is a great place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. You might be taking care of your physical body, but are you taking care of that beautiful mind, Clues? Yes. I have benefited from therapy greatly in the past. Uh, it has helped me get through stressful experiences, manage boundaries, learn coping skills, you know, the... The whole premise of life is is kind of a, a, it's a lot to undertake, and therapy can help with that. Well, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do to get started is fill out a brief questionnaire, then you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists literally at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Game of Roses today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Game of Roses. Clues, mm -hmm. I've been on a mission. I'm trying to find Ooh. the perfect t-shirt. Yeah. Um, because it's spring. I'm ready to get out there. I'm ready to peacock. Luckily, the perfect t-shirt does exist, and you can find it at Skims. From cropped silhouettes to long-sleeve layering tees, there's a style for everyone. You guys know how excited I was that Skims became one of our sponsors for this podcast. They have great basics and foundations. I got the boyfriend t-shirt in onyx. That's kind of a dark black color and the cotton jersey long sleeve t-shirt in kyanite which is kind of like a blue green and they are both so comfortable it's basically like you are wearing no nothing great for free spirit types well for all the free spirits out there right now you can shop the skims t-shirt shop at skims.com now available in sizes xxs through 4x if you haven't yet be sure to let them know we sent you after you place your order select podcasts in the survey and select our show in the drop down menu that follows again that's skims clues it is springtime it is the off season it is gore girl summer the weather's getting warmer thank true. dark lord palmer and it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and cowls, and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul, get those staple pieces, and I found quince. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces keeping me looking effortlessly chic year after year. 
I got the cotton modal scoop neck tee. It is so cute. It is literally the first thing I reach for in my dresser when all my clothes are washed. You know those special items. If you are not like Clues, who only wears one outfit. I'm Quince head to toe at this point. I'm a Quince boy. <gasps> I'm a source boy, Quince boy. Let's you got no go. idea. I'm wearing Quince t-shirts, Quince pants, Quince long sleeve t-shirts, Quince pants, Quince sweaters, Quince pants. I'm Quinced. <laughs> Just call me Quinced. King Quinces, Okay. they call me. I love Quince. Okay, Quince. Uh, get warm weather ready with Quince. Be a Quince king yourself or Quince queen. Go to quince.com slash roses for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash roses to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash roses. Now for the top golden bachelor Instagram gains. The arguable star of the women tell all, Susan Knowles, gained 10.9K for a total of 21.1K. Love to see that. Free spirit finalist from Young Country and Prince's Muse, Leslie Fema, gained 7.3K for a total of 26.6K. Faith Martin gained 6.1K for a total of 16K. Finalist Teresa Niss gained 3.9K for a total of 13.9K. And rounding out that top five, Joan Vassos gained 2.5K for a total of 12.2K. All right. So they're all, uh, nobody's even approaching 50K here. Uh, as we get into the top five golden Instagram chart total, mm-hmm. Leslie Fima is on top with 26.6K. Hmm. Is anyone going to break 50? Maybe. Maybe. I could, you know, I could see in the finals, like whoever gets the biggest, I could see whoever wins and whoever loses getting like a 20K bump. Next crown. I could see something like that. Yeah, and the next crown. Whoever the golden bachelorette is, when that's announced, I think you'll see massive gains for that person. Mm-hmm. I bet that person will jump into the 100K club. I think so, too. Let's see. Top five golden Instagram chart total. Leslie Fema in first with 26.6K. Second is Susan Knowles with 21.1K. Faith Martin in third with 16K. And in fourth is Teresa Nist with 13.9K. Joan Vassos rounds out the top five with 12.2K. Now let's get into those top Bachelor in Paradise Instagram gains this week. A little higher than Golden, not much, but a little. Olivia Lewis, in that number one slot, gained 11.1K for a total of 28.2K. This is almost almost a doubling of her overall um, number. Wowee. I mean, yes. well-deserved. She's <laughs> MVP week after week. Second place, Rachel Recchia gained 6.2K for a total of 569K. Braden Bowers is in third place with 6.1K added to his grand total, which now comes out to 55.8K. Fourth place, Jessica Garrod gained 5K for a total of 124K. And sweet innocent John Henry gained 4.6K for a total of 42.3K. <laughs> the innocent. <laughs> now for the top five BIP Instagram chart, we got Rachel Rachel Recchia in first, 569K. Blake Moines is still in second place with 437K. Third place, Jessica Garad, 124K. Tyler Norris is in fourth with 120K. And Avon Jones in fifth with 105K. I feel like that chart has not changed since this program began. <laughs> <laughs> I know Avon did crack into 100K, so maybe he took over the fifth place spot from somebody at some point. I'm not sure, but hmm. uh, let's move on to the top five BIP TikTok chart. We got Rekia on top with 139.1K. Second place, Jessica Garad, 98.7K. Becca Serrano in third place with 53.1K. Hmm. P. P. <laughs> 45.5K. And Tyler Norris is in fifth place with 23K. Interesting. Uh, you know, this season and Golden 2 has been like pretty disappointing, I think, in terms of the numbers here. I don't know if this is indicative of a, a larger trend in people just being less interested in social media i don't think that's true i think it's probably more indicative of just like people are spending more and more time on social media and by people i mean me which probably means everyone right this i want to see the tiktok season i we gotta have a season where we just get everyone going off on tiktok yeah maybe it's coming uh time will tell but now let's move on to that portion of our program where we talk about all those luscious tids this is 
Bachelor Nation News. First up in Bachelor Nation News, the BIP Season 7 Voluntary Nudity Power Couple Kenny Brash and Mari Pepin are legally bound in holy matrimony. Their wedding took place on Saturday in front of 65 guests at Hacienda Don Carmelo in Vega Baja, Puerto Rico. The couple sold exclusive rights to the photos and an interview about their wedding to People Magazine. Pepin had this to say, I do believe in signs and numbers, and so 1111 is obviously seen as a special number, and it means good thing. <laughs> hmm. Pepin says they opted for a destination wedding in Puerto Rico where a lot of her family lives because she and Brash wanted to keep their big day more intimate. But Pepin teased at the possibility of a bigger event by saying, but we've always had the idea to do a couple of other celebrations so we can include more people as well. Does this mean on sand? I think, yes. I think she was hinting at getting some bachelor people to show up at a, a second wedding, which is, I guess, popular. All kinds of people are having these fucking second weddings. The more weddings, the better, I say. I agree. Have a wedding every week. But I mean, will it be during this Bachelor in Paradise season? It could be. You never know. Brash's sister officiated this wedding, uh, during which the couple exchanged vows they wrote themselves. Uh, they plan to take a honeymoon next year, possibly a European cruise, and Pepin would like to mini-moon in Canada. Two weddings, two honeymoons. You got to do it. Congrats. Go out to these two voluntary nudity artists on the next chapter in their lives together with or without clothing. You see what I've done there? Mm-hmm. Good one. That's a nice callback. Skabulian would be a great ring bearer at a wedding. He'd be terrible. Carried the ring down the aisle. No. Looking mad. Run the other direction and uh, not ever look at you again. <laughs> he would be. No, you just put his brushing box at the oh altar. My God, yeah. For those who don't know. Skabulian now has two boxes that he likes to sit in to to be combed. Um, this is my life now. The training's already done. Yeah. Speaking of Bachelor Nation nuptials, up next in Bachelor Nation news, the original Dark Lord of our beloved game, now excommunicated from the kingdom forever, Chris Harrison had a TikTok clip on gore girl Jason Tardick's account go viral from his wedding reception last week with his new bride, former entertainment reporter Lauren Zima. In the clip, the Dark Lord took shots with Tardic, Caitlin Bristow, Wells Adams, and Bob Guinea as he joked that he had nothing prepared and, the, and then proceeded to say, quote, I just want to toast to the life I built on all of y'all's heartbreak before flashing his trademark <laughs> devilish grin faceplay. Harrison's celebration marked the first time Tardic and Bristow reunited after announcing their split in August. I have to say, uh, this clip, I watched it many times. He has never looked more uh, devilish to me than in this clip mm. on the night of his second wedding. Keep us posted. I will. Does he more go more or less? Up next in Bachelor Nation news, the most talked about man in America, Gary Turner, appeared on the Tamron Hall show last Tuesday to address the meaning behind the phrase knocking boots. Turner said <laughs> the Texas euphemism for intimacy was a, quote, misdirect and not really, quote, what those fantasy suites were for. I found the fantasy suites to be the perfect moment to connect intellectually and emotionally with these women where I couldn't have conversations basically in front of our grandchildren because when you're on camera and mic, everything is in front of your grandkids. That was a direct quote from him. Can't we just lock up the grandkids so we can all see them knocking boots? Yeah, grandkids got to learn sometime. The, the two remaining players, Leslie Fema and Teresa Nist, will be entering the fantasy suites with Gary this Thursday, and we will all have to tune in to see if indeed there was any boot knocking or not. And we will have to watch and find out how the Rose math will work in this unprecedented fantasy suite with only two players. Will one be eliminated or will both have to stick around until the final Rose ceremony? We'll have to see. Clayton's season had two fantasy suites, technically. Yeah, but Susie was still around. He Tasha and Cassie. Oh, Colton? I thought you said Clayton. I did say Clayton. I meant <laughs> Colton. <laughs> Oh, jeez. I'm like, my brain is dissolving. All right. To wrap up Bachelor Nation news today, we have a special treat. Every once in a while, there is some very special reporting done from one of the members of Bachelor Nation's mainstream media. And when something like this happens, we like to read the work verbatim as it is presented. Today is such a day. This reporting was done by Paige Strout over at Us Weekly. 
And I'm just going to read everything that has been done here. Are you ready? Will you do it as Gary? No, I'm going to do it as me. Okay. I'm going to do it in a news uh, fashion. I'm going to put on my best newsman voice here. Here we go. <clears throat> this is the headline. Nick Vial claims Air Canada hates pregnant women in rant about airline. <laughs> I don't know what I thought it was, but it was not this. <laughs> this is so good. You know what? I got to say, though, honestly, I'm kind of on his side. After you get to the end of this article, judge for oh yourself, boy. you know, shocker, have your own opinions. But I'm just going to read this again verbatim. You know, it's so weird. After reading this article, I think he's even more of a great one than I thought before. So weird. Yeah, exactly. He's a greater one. Nick Vial did not mince words in a rant about how Air Canada allegedly treated him and his pregnant fiance Natalie Joy. Air Canada hates pregnant women, the former Bachelor Star 43 said on the Wednesday, November 8th episode of his The Vial Files podcast. Maybe they just hate people. I don't... Oh, sorry. I should do this in his voice. Maybe they just hate people. I don't know. But I'm pretty sure they definitely hate pregnant women. Vial and Joy, 25, got engaged in January after two years of dating and later announced in August that they are expecting their first child together. Joy went on to call their alleged experience with the airline the, quote, worst moment of my pregnancy. She explained that after appearing as special guests on Alex Cooper's Call Her Daddy podcast tour in Toronto, she and Vial arrived at the airport early to add their new puppy. What? Steve to their flight back to LA. <laughs> huh? Well, she said he and while well, Vial, sorry, what kind of puppy. I have no idea. I'm going to read it. I'm trying to read it as I, as best I can here. I'm getting tripped up. While Vial said he and Joy always quote try to go out of our way to make to approach the counter with smiles. He claimed the woman working behind the counter that day was, quote, was looking for a reason to not let us on our flight. I was approaching with smiles when I was a bachelor, you know. Yeah. I had no trouble getting on an airplane. Chapter 13 of Don't Text Your Ex Happy Birthday. Always approach with a smile. Despite being ready to go for the 10.30 a.m. takeoff. That part wasn't in the article, to be clear. No, I, I, I'm not quite doing it verbatim here. We're, we're taking some asides. Despite being ready to go for the 10.30 a.m. takeoff, the woman said they could not be allowed on the flight because they failed to check in 90 minutes before their departure was set. According to Vial, it had nothing to do with us physically being there at all, but rather because they did not check in online <laughs> in advance. The worker then informed them the next flight to L.A. was at 7.10 that night. The pair were referred to the airline's website by a manager which stated that passengers could, quote, likely miss their flight if they failed to check in 90 minutes ahead of time. That likely tells me you have the option to let us on if you want, Vile stated, adding, they basically told us to fuck off. And I have a video of this lady, like later, 10 minutes later, just fucking around the counter, like mocking passengers and just doing literally nothing. <laughs> Wait, he videotaped her? I guess so. I guess so. He's... After he got so upset about that person videotaping him on a plane? I rest my case, Your Honor. Yeah. As for the cherry on top of the allegedly disastrous experience, the couple learned that their original flight ended up being delayed. That flight, they wouldn't let us on because we were like six minutes too late. was delayed 20 minutes, and they don't give a fuck, Vial angrily shared. The duo eventually made it home on an earlier flight, only having to wait five hours at the airport versus 13. Every person who works for Air Canada actively does not want to help you, Viola alleged. They don't. They get off on not helping you. I don't know what my impersonation is becoming now. Whoa. It's so bizarre. <laughs> no, keep going. Escalate. Joy was brought to tears by the situation. I think what made me so frustrated is that no one uh, throughout this process, I'm obviously sobbing, and no one is like, I'm so sorry. I'm sure this is frustrating, she said. Vial wrapped up the conversation by stating, the people who work for Air Canada are the people who like to ruin people's day. Air Canada responded to Vial's claims in a Wednesday statement <laughs> to Us Weekly detailing the reasons behind their policies. This is from Air Canada. In order to ensure baggage is loaded and passengers on board in time for each flight, as well as to ensure there is time for them to clear security and, if necessary, customs, like all airlines, we have cutoff times for our travelers. Their statement read, our cutoff times are posted on our website and we communicate them in our mobile app once a customer has checked in and advise them what the times are. If a customer hasn't checked in at minus five hours before their flight, they also receive a check-in reminder restating the cutoff. The airline previously responded to Vial earlier this month after he criticized the company via X, formerly Twitter, saying, Hello, we are sorry to hear that you had a negative experience. With oh, no, sorry. I'm, <laughs> I'm now attributing Vial's voice to everything. 
Uh, this is what the airline said. Hello, we're sorry to hear that you had a negative experience with us. They tweeted in response. Please send us a DM with more details uh, for us to look into it. Vial followed up by stating it was too late for them to fix things. Your employee at counter 12, five in the business class line didn't care about my pregnant fiance needing to make a flight. They refused to help. He continued, I'm just going to share our horrible experience to help others avoid your airline so they don't have the same experience. Uh, fantastically written, fantastically reported uh, by Paige Strout here. Hats off to you. I absolutely love this article. It was perfect. Mm -hmm. Absolutely perfect. No notes. I would like to see kind of a um, a meeting of the minds of the, the people who complain about airplanes of just grocery mm. and the great one mm. just talking different airlines and what they think about each one i i would love that too but i do have to say i guess i have mixed feelings about it if you miss the the check-in time or whatever it's like come on dude you couldn't have fucking it's like clicking two buttons on your phone you know uh when you get that email to check in for the flight that said they were there before the flight and it does seem like that policy is uh to some degree a way for these the people who work at the airline to kind of like be like sorry those are the rules fuck you overbook the flights well possibly that too nonetheless hmm. again Paige Trout thank you for this incredible reporting now it's time for us to move on to that program to that portion of our program sorry where we discuss all the parasocial plays that our players have made on their telephones this is The parasocial play, 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 play of the week. Holy guacamole. Alpha limo exit and hair player Edith Aguirre teamed up with Glamour Magazine this week to show the fourth audience how to make her delicious guacamole. The caption reads, hashtag Golden Bachelor contestant at Edith Eight Aguirre is breaking down her delicious guacamole recipe. We also get to the bottom of which recipe caused all the women to have gas. Edith's guac or Susan's meatballs. Recipe to come, eyes emoji. At the link in the bio, get the full recipe and the at Golden Batch ABC contestant shares why avocado and aloe vera are the secrets behind her incredible skin. 58.3K mm -hmm. views, 1.4K likes. The entire fourth audience should attempt this recipe and come to their own conclusions regarding Fartgate. Could have had a dual play here with Susan, where they both put out the recipes for both the guacamole and the meatballs. Do them both. Tell us which one makes you fart more. Yeah, encourage people to go head to head. I think that could still be a rivalry, a parasocial yeah. rivalry that could come. Susan, we're waiting. Yeah, I agree. Uh, moving on. Becca Tilly. Got 307K views for this play. Hannah Godwin got 1 million views for this play. And Abigail Herringer got 436K views, all doing separate wide awake, did it end up working out challenge videos about their relationships on TikTok, garnering a total of 1.7 million views between all of them uh, for these simple slideshow posts. Just showing you the parasocial power of this powerhouse trio. The posts are literally just a slideshow of before the relationship and mm -hmm. after and like Tilly on the bachelor and then Tilly with her current partner. Uh, it's And just to put that in some perspective for you, all of these players got more views than mm -hmm. uh, children ruin everything on the CW mm. that got 150,000 views. All of these players, parasocial plays we're bigger than that. Children ruin everything, catching strays. Yeah. Uh, Hannah Godwin got more views than probably anything has ever gotten on the CW. Speaking of getting views, this week's VIP saw Brandon Bowers giving Olivia a platonic friendship rose, and his newest dynamic duo partner, Olivia, followed up with a parasocial gratitude play, an Instagram post dedicated to Brandon Bowers. I just want to take a moment to give at Braden Bowers official his flowers. He has carried himself thus far with such poise and elegance. Everyone's true character has been shown in my opinion. And for y'all to be able to see how genuine, kind-hearted, and selfless he is makes me so happy. To put your pain aside and be there for me was everything. The true light and joy of the beach that deserves nothing but the best. I'll never forget that moment. Thanks for not giving up on me and not letting me go home. I'll love you forever, Bray. Excited for everyone to see what's in store for you. Brown heart emoji. 18.5K likes. 
Fantastic play. Love to see this. And Katie Thurston, of course, has to be mentioned on a weekly basis because she's doing the most out there in the parasocial world. She shared a journal entry from her finale day. Found this. This was on an Instagram story. Found this old entry from 2021. <laughs> now, this is very long. Do you want me to read all of this? <laughs> uh, no. It says August 9th finale day. I woke up at 4.30 this morning and couldn't <laughs> sleep. Yeah, you can scan through it. I'm not going to read all of this. It, it's basically uh, talking about her excitement and anxiety leading into it. The opinions of strangers started getting to her. She's talking a little bit about uh, Blake in here. We're talking Blake Moynes, obviously. Glam, her outfits, getting ready for Good Morning America. But it just, it, I highly recommend going to find this. It gives you a glimpse behind the curtain into what it is like for a lead on this day when you're about to go shoot the final rows and everything. It really is fascinating. And I love documentation mm -hmm. like this of the experience. What I'm dying for is somebody to put out their goddamn notebook. Just publish it. Mm. I think that's got to be coming soon. Or just write a false one. The opportunity is there. I also just love this about Thurston that it's like during her FY Island season, she has saved all of these parasocial gems to release strategically as these episodes are coming out. It's just, I mean, that's why she's one of the best. All of these were strong plays. However, there can only be one winner. Our parasocial play of the week goes to Chris Jenner cosplayer Susan Knowles. She made a simple one-minute TikTok direct to camera in which she thanks the fourth audience for their support, motivates people who are between the ages of 60 and 70 years old to not give up on themselves and love, and encourages everyone to be kind. This inspo play went viral getting 28.4K likes and 423.3K views. Congratulations, Susan. Absolutely fantastic. Congrats, Susan. Um, we also must talk about these beautiful creatures. We only got one play this week. Katie Thurston gets it. She made a short video on TikTok. Highly recommend going to check this out, documenting her final moments with her foster pup, Disco. Incredibly cute. And uh, Disco is a star. So is Katie Thurston. Congratulations on this parasocial creature of the week. Now, it's time to move on to the last portion of our beautiful program here in which we dive deep into the pit to issue forth our screams about how our fandom of this show has drastically affected our lives and continues to do so on a, I was going to say daily, but it's really on a minute-to-minute -minute basis for me. This is... Screams from the pit. I knew my scream as soon as it was happening this week. I was at a friend's giving. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the and best. And I uh, was talking to a friend of mine, and this is Golden Bachelor themed. I we've been talking a lot about how the Golden Bachelor has opened up a new audience. It's opened up people's like eyes to you know, dating in when you're not 25, et cetera. And uh, one of my friends was like, oh, I've been watching Golden Bachelor. And I was like, oh, wow. She, like, she's never watched anything before. And mm. then she was like, and I've been listening to your podcast. And so for me, I was like, oh, this is opening up like <laughs> someone who has never listened to the podcast is now listening because of Golden Bachelor. I just thought it it was like a beautiful thing. Wow. And uh, shout out to my girl. Yeah. If you're listening now, I don't know if she's listening to the Twibbins. <laughs> if you are, shout out to you. <laughs> she won't go that far. Yeah. Uh, no, that's a great scream. I love when um, your fandom starts to spill over. I mean, I think you and I both are kind of collectively or individually known in our various groups of friends as like the bachelor maniacs complete maniac, Yeah. Like anybody who knows us knows that bachelor is a giant part of our lives. Um, and so I love when it starts to like seep into yeah. other people's lives in that friend circle, they know that you're like the crazy bachelor person. And it's like, Oh, I kind of am too. Now it, it is the dark energy of the pit. It starts to drag people in that are just in your proximity. You don't even have to have conversations with them about it anymore. Just starts to happen. 
Yeah, it was just it was just a very funny conversation. Like I we've been doing this podcast what three yeah. years, About. and for it, and I've been friends with this person maybe ten years, and so for it to like three years in to be like, oh, I just started listening to your podcast is so funny to me. <laughs> sure. Well, it's Bachelor. Like if you don't watch Bachelor, I don't care how good of friends you are with somebody, you're not going to listen to their podcast that's all about The Bachelor. You know what I mean? I don't know. You better listen. <laughs> all my friends. I don't begrudge any of my friends who don't listen to our stuff. If they're not interested in reality TV and The Bachelor, it doesn't make sense. I have friends apologize to me that they don't watch The Bachelor. I'm like, I, literally, it's fine. When my friends say that, I go, oh, you will. You will. Okay, I'll say that now. Yeah, you just don't watch yet. My screen this week does involve a conversation. You may know that my car was totaled. I was on the 134 freeway and a maniac plowed into the back of it, demolishing my car. This is about a month ago. So I've been having to take Ubers around. Everybody was fine. No injuries or anything like that. Totaled my car. The guy who hit me from behind totaled his car, screwed up another car. Uh, it was a wild That's thing. It was like the craziest scary. accident I've ever been in, right in the middle of a goddamn freeway rush hour traffic. At any rate, um, I've been taking Ubers around a lot as I'm trying to get a new car, et cetera, et cetera, and, and put this in my rear view. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See what I've done there. And I was in this Uber, okay? And I always ask my Uber drivers. I try to tr- strike up conversation, be friendly, learn about their lives a little bit. You know, we're trapped in this car together. Might as well make a new friend. That's how I feel about it. So I always ask, are you watching anything interesting? Have you seen any good movies mm-hmm. or TV shows lately? That's usually a good icebreaker. Most people are watching something, you know. And this guy goes, I actually am watching Golden Bachelor. I've never watched a Bachelor thing before, but I love this show. And I was like, <laughs> I can't believe you said that unprompted. You don't know who I am, do you? Exactly. It, it was just like, ding. My eyes just fucking opened up full aperture. I was like, time to drag this motherfucker into the pit. So we start talking about it and I tell him, you know, you and I do this podcast and we break it down like a sport and I've been training players, all of them. I'm saying it all. And he's like, oh my God, that's crazy. And he goes, what do you mean you've been training players? And I go, well, it's a game. And this guy didn't accept that. This guy was like, no, it isn't. It's, it's these people try to find love and I get that like, it doesn't always work out, but like, this is about finding love. And so I start just taking him down the rabbit hole a little bit. And I'm like, yeah, but like a lot of people go on it to become influencers and it's not an either or thing. It's a little bit of both. And, um, the conversation got to the point where I was explaining that producers decide who gets the first impression rose and group date roses and who gets to go on the one-on-one dates and stuff. And this guy literally (laughs) rejected everything I said. The man did no. not accept it. He was like, no, that's not true. The bachelor gives out the first impression rose. I see it happen. You fought with this man about if it's for TRR? No, there was no fight. I was just like, hey, look, if you know that's how you watch the show, great. And I kind of left it at that. I was like, let this man have his illusions. Um, but it was the first time ever in my life that I got <laughs> yeah. a hardcore block of just like... Santa's real, dude. That basically was what was... Uh, happening in the back of the Uber, and uh, as I left the Uber, I think I did not change his mind at all about the truth of how these shows are produced. And um, in some ways, <laughs> I envied this man. Did he change your mind at all? Hell, are you kidding me? Come on, no. We know the truth. Look, you you can tell people <laughs> the truth about whatever as much as you want. If they don't accept it, if they're not open to hearing that, they're not going to be open to hearing it. But we know what we're saying is true about all of this shit. You know, I get that some people don't. Well, shout out to all of Clues's uh, <laughs> drivers that are now in the pit. Yeah, which there are many of. This was the first one who actively rejected it. Usually I can cold pull an Uber driver into the pit in like two minutes. Oh my God. I've done it before and under one. <laughs> I've had uh, Uber drivers listening to Game of Roses in the car with me in under one minute. This was not one of those times. I'm going to be like, I'll give you five stars if you give me five stars. Oh, that's pretty good, actually. But that's it for today's show. That wraps up our Screams from the Pit and our entire This Week in Bachelor Nation. We hope you have enjoyed it. We will, of course, be back with our recap of uh, whatever this episode of Golden Bachelor is going to be. That's, I guess, Fantasy Suites with two players. We're going to start to see how they have formed this, how they shaped this exact episode. And of course, we got another episode of BIP Season 9. If there's not implied knocking boots, I'm going to lose my mind. I think there will at least be a Do Not Disturb sign on the door. But we'll have to see. 
And then next week, we should mention that we are going to be off for the holidays for uh, Thanksgiving, and we'll have some classic episodes to play for you. But we hope everybody has a good Thanksgiving and a good upcoming holiday season. We will be around for some of that as we're doing, mm-hmm. like we said up top, our parasocial play of the year on YouTube Live. Happy Pitmas. The day is counting down to our potty. Parasocial play of the year. Indeed. But as always, before we go, what is that drawback? been 7,904 days without an Asian bachelor. Praise be Dark Lord Palmer. Please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then. If you are a wine lover like myself and you got to have it for your bachelor reviewing parties, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I found the personalized, the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, you get to try new wines and I'm guaranteed to enjoy them because they got to know my unique preferences. I answered a few questions on their website, this quiz about the flavors you like, how often you drink wine, Monday nights, if you prefer red, white, or rosé. And based on these, it gives you this amazing selection of wines tailored just for you. And when you rate those wines, it gets even more tailored, a la, you know, uh, Netflix. Just play into the algorithm. My algorithm got me both rosé and white wine, Mm. my favorites, and they were so delicious. And I've gotten to enjoy them with many of my, my friends. Look, being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has perks. As a member, you get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. So if you want uh, wine pairing advice or you want to talk about the wines in your box, you can always talk to one of their experts. Plus, you get member-exclusive pricing What's in the box? on every order. <laughs> Join the club today and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash roses to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F.com slash roses. Tryfirstleaf.com slash roses. Sweaters, candles, the dreaded bathrobe. Unfortunately, Mother's Day gifts can be a little predictable and boring. That's why an Aura Frame is the perfect gift to mix things up this year. It was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter. Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. My mom loves hers. I'm throwing pictures of Skabuli and our cat up there. She's laughing. She's texting me. He's so cute. I wish I could meet him. It's the next best thing to, to meeting my cat, really. You know, I love that it was so easy to set it up. I've recently learned I'm not good at uh, building things and I need an easy install. And this only takes about two minutes to set up the frame using the Aura app. Aura frames are Wi-Fi connected, come with unlimited storage so you can share as many photos as you want from your phone to your mom's frame. She'll be grateful it's not another sweater and she'll love the frame to see more of you. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A, frames.com. Use code ROSES at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. Creams and serums are made of 70% water, 15% preservatives and emulsifiers, leaving only around 15% for the active ingredients that your skin needs. But luckily now, there's fiber skincare. 15 years ago, the scientists behind fiber skincare started working on nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. You know, I I saw that in um, 
three body problem. Mm. One year ago, they patented a way of wrapping the nanofiber around oil or liquid-based ingredients. This means they can deliver five times the active ingredients compared to creams or serums as there is no need for water, preservatives, or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is plant-based, anti-wrinkle. Uh, it's a set of patches that you use over a series of seven days. You just put these on whenever you would apply your serums and your skin is going to feel tighter in 10 seconds. And over the seven-day oh. program, it has been clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by, get this, 19.4%, a very precise percentage. In fact... Mm. They have a tighter skin guarantee. If your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they're going to give you your money back. No questions asked. You get the tighter skin guarantee with this seven-day routine. Tighter skin or your money back. Get a 15% discount code by using the discount code GAME. That's Fiber Skincare. Care. 